Chad. Here we are, yet again, recording a podcast at Coast City Comics. And we're doing it all once again. For the nookie. For the nookie. (laughs) And we're going to take that cookie, stick it up our yay. Woo! Woo! Uh, Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Uh, It's going okay. (laughs) Wow. Things got really dark in the past 30 seconds. I don't know what happened. Uh, You came in here, you broke into the store. I did. You read a bunch of comics. I I had a key, but instead I burst through the window like there was a crime being committed inside. Huh. Uh, and oh, then there's I, a crime being committed. And I right. didn't so much read comics as I did, like, shred them and make a nest on the floor <laughs> like a hamster. Perfect. And then when you came in, I just started hissing at you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty typical Congress Street shit. Yeah. I was like, I'm in Portland. Let's do as the Portlands do. Do as the Portlands do. Oh, my God. So, we were having a conversation before I started recording that mm-hmm. I think is important that we talk about. Yes. In, in public. And I think... <laughs> Because we were just discussing uh, David, who uh, who has absolutely like shit on me forever for this thing that I did, <laughs> where <laughs> where one of these we have these parents, and they're it's one in a thousand. You know, it's one in or uncles. For a, I mean, people no, that are sometimes close. Sure, they're, they should be close somewhat. It's, it's fine if it's an uncle. If it's an uncle who doesn't know shit, that's fine. Okay, these are always parents that make me cry. Okay, you know, like it's. We get these parents that come in, maybe it's like a dad who doesn't get to spend time with their kid or whatever, but whatever it is, they'll say something like... He's working at the plant, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, he's he's like, uh, you go, okay, I, I'm looking for something for my kid. And you go, okay, uh, what is your child into? And they'll say, I don't know. As if the furthest thing from their mind would be the things that their child enjoys. And that is so troubling to me. And then they look at me like an asshole when I'm like, I can't answer your fucking question. And the thing that David gets pissed at me for is that the last person that did that, I said, I don't know, kids like weed. And David was like, oh my fucking God, did I just hear him say that? I'm like, I don't fucking know what... Look at the internet. See what kids are into. I don't fucking care. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to help you. And I literally had somebody do that to me mm-hmm. and then give us a bad review, like, on Facebook. And it was somebody I knew. Yeah. It was, like, a person I knew, and I was so depressed about it. I was I like... I remember that one. Oh, I remember. It's, 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 a, it's a local business owner who should have known better. Yeah. But I was like... Dude, I don't know. I mean, if you're looking for something, like, if you want something generic, I guess just go to Target and get him a Nerf gun. Yeah. And he was like, this guy sent me to a corporate place because blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I sent you to a corporate place because you said, I don't know anything about this child I'm buying toys for. <laughs> that I live with. He's like... <laughs> I was that like, I helped bring it to this fucking you're world. You're lucky and I, I didn't know fucking call it. child services, you piece of garbage. <laughs> I don't like. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Um, as as a parent, I can chime in on the other end of this. As... Do you know anything about your child? I do. What I... about the other one? Both of them. I know information about both of them. Okay. I have uh, I have files on both of them. <laughs> um, I could I could tell you what shows they watch, and I could tell you what they're into. Outside of television, I don't believe you. Okay, that's fine. Um, and maybe I'm, you're uh, just you're just pushing Paw Patrol on them because you love it. Well, I'll tell you, they're out of Paw Patrol. What the fuck? They're not into Paw Patrol anymore. You know, it's good because, as we've mentioned before, Paw Patrol is for fascists. It is. <laughs> it is. Well, it's also it, yeah. It's it's well. There's a whole discussion on that, but 
I can't believe there's a discussion on that. It's just a bunch of fucking dogs that are running around doing municipal jobs. It's fine. It's a bunch of bunch. It's a bunch of dogs that are not getting paid that are running around doing public sector work. Okay, that's that's fair. They, they definitely okay. deserve a living wage. That is another discussion that Tristan, needs, we need Tristan, to bring that up. They have no rights. Okay. Oh, that's a good point. You could shoot one of them in the street, and it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Like remember, literally, remember you... your our Ninja Turtles conversation <laughs> where you said New York City would pay the shredder to kill those fucking turtles. <laughs> They're living in the sewer. <laughs> they're they're giant monstrosities that are gumming up the works down there. Yeah, absolutely. The near, there's no way De Blasio wouldn't find the shredder and be like, "I hear you can kill four giant turtles for me." You know they go into pizzerias directly from the sewer. This town has had nothing but salmonella outbreaks for the last four. And they couldn't figure out why. <laughs> couldn't figure it out. Turns out giant turtles that live in the sewer and a giant rat and a giant rat and they go into pizzerias and eat food come on there's no way the nypd would be down there guns ablazing oh absolutely yeah but anyways uh back to the parent thing (laughs) um but that was something you said i remember i remember laughing at that quite a bit about shredder (laughs) the city paying shredder to kill those guys uh but yeah so i've been a part of those conversations too where it's just absolute teeth pulling fucking nonsense yep and like they'll come in and i'm not gonna say it's just dads because sometimes it's moms and dads it and is. sometimes it's yeah, moms yeah. it's not i'm not gonna say it's just a guy thing no it's not. um because there are <laughs> there are parents who don't give a shit on both sides uh and hashtag everybody's a fuckhead everybody's a fuckhead um not everyone should have kids thanks um <laughs> no they come in and they'll just be like i need something for a five-year-old and you can be like okay and I know that as someone who has a, a five-year-old and has had also, you know, also another child has been five in the past, uh, their interests change all the time, all the fucking time. Yep. And yeah, it's very easy to be like, I guess this thing is popular right now. And then you show up at the birthday party and you look like an asshole. Oh my God. Because you brought the gift they don't care about. Yeah, of course. You know? So what do we do as people who work in customer service? We ask the customer, what does the child like <laughs> there's a lot of shit out there and they don't like all of it they like some of it so why don't you tell me a little bit about the child and they'll be like i don't know what tv show they're into I'll be like okay well whatever activities are they into do they like this do they like xyz <laughs> do they like you know you blah, know blah, blah. and they and what's the answer always it's gonna be lisa on a skateboard is really the thing it's i don't know it's i don't know they don't know yeah and it's just it well it's homer buying marge a bowling ball <laughs> yes that's what it is and yeah. it's and it's absolutely frustrating and it's so hard not to get frustrated in that scenario because you're just kind of like how do you not know right how do you the, not know at like, all pulling all <laughs> like, like unless unless like this even the the only outside thing i can think is like oh my god this poor guy he's been on four tours of duty you know, and he's mm-hmm. just getting back to see his family. Even then, get a fucking letter and like, talk to them on the phone. Yeah, text somebody close to him and just yeah. be like, yo, what are they into right now? <laughs> like, do something. Yeah, it's it's mind-boggling. It really is. And they get mad real fast. And they get they get mad at you because they... Because we're bringing up harsh truths. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that's the truth, is that it's <laughs> like they're mad because we're saying something that they don't want known. <laughs> like, that they don't want to know about themselves. Because well, they just wanted me to give them an answer right off the bat, being like, just buy him a Spider-Man. I don't know. Yep. You know everybody, like... everybody loves a Spider-Man. Go take that. 
Yeah, and then they get there and they go, what did you buy him a Spider-Man for? He doesn't like Spider-Man, he likes Batman. And then they go, I don't know, the guy at the comic shop told me to get it. It's his fault. Yeah, he's an idiot. <laughs> and then I'm the idiot. Yes. Like always. Always the idiot. <laughs> That's me. That's going on my tombstone. Always. Always the idiot. Never a bride. <laughs> uh, yep. But I was a groom. Oh, you were. One <laughs> magical evening. I was a groom. <laughs> Oh shit! So yeah, that was that was always weird and uncomfortable. Yep. And it was just yeah, like you said, it is kind of depressing afterwards. Where you're just like, man. And they always just like grabbed that like, you'd tell them like several things, being like, well, they're kind of into this, and like I see a lot of kids buying this, and maybe this is kind of <laughs> cool right now. And you might try this. This book's fun, even if they don't like it. They might end up liking it after you get it. Like you give them like a bunch of recommendations, and they don't they don't pick a fucking thing you show them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> they just bring something else up. They're like, I don't know. How about a fucking Star Wars? How about a Star Wars? And it's like, okay, Chad. Why did you ask? You know, <laughs> this is reminding me of. <laughs> I literally, I don't know if this is because this is therapy when we just talk back and forth. Yes. This brought up in my head. I don't know if this is even appropriate to bring up on a podcast, oh, but no. like one of the most traumatizing memories from my childhood. Oh, okay. That I hadn't thought of in for fucking ever. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Let's dive deep. Let's into <laughs> Oh my god. Let's lean this back is, and dive deep. Into it, it is like thinking about it, it's depressing me as though it's for someone else. All right, here we go. <laughs> Open the floodgates. I, re- I remember being invited to a birthday party. Okay. And I think it was one of those things where it was like they were like forced to invite me to the birthday party cuz they weren't really like my friend and it okay. was like some exterior thing and like maybe our parents were friends or something. I went to this party and it was like some fucking rich kid where like they were so rich that everybody that goes to the party, I mean, rich for Northern Maine, you know, like maybe they they made less than $100,000 a year, but ungodly rich for Northern Maine. So like a Southern Maine three. Right. Exactly. Like a Southern Maine three. (laughs) Uh, And, and so we, (laughs) and so everybody got a gift. Like they gave birthday, they gave a gift to everyone who was there. Okay. And so there was this, like, there was this thing that was like stilts or something that literally everyone got. There were these like pails that you walked on. I don't fucking remember much of this. Neat. But okay. So every, (laughs) so they had like, I I can't remember how many kids were there. Let's say 12. Okay. They had 11 pairs of these things. And how many broken ankles were there by the time this is over? I I can only hope a whole bunch because okay. the story goes that they were like, ah, you know what? How about we take these from you and give them to him because he's a friend of his. And I was like, okay, I guess that's fine. <laughs> and so they took the gift that they had given me away because what? he wanted his friends to have all of it so that they could all use them together. Oh, man. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's cool. Huh. So there's like 13 kids there. You're one of them. <laughs> yes. And 12 of them all have all bucket have, shoes. All have this weird toy that they're all playing with. And they took mine away to give to someone who was closer to wow. the kid. <laughs> wow. And there you were. Stayed in there slightly shorter than everybody else. <laughs> while they were, everyone was having fun. Considerably shorter than everyone else. And then I was just going for their legs. <laughs> just kicking the just buckets like out through the, all of The whole rest Fuck of the time. You. That was when my deviant behavior started. I was just like, whoop! Can I tell you something similar? Oh god, yeah, I can't wait. So, my best friend growing up, um, he had a very, very big family. And I used, I would go over his house almost every weekend for, like, sleepovers. Like, we, we hung out quite a bit. Um, 
and his family would hold the pig roast every year. It was massive. Whoa. Uh, like, there's probably at least 100 or so people at this house. People would camp out, you know, all in the yard, up all night long. You know, first time I ever saw a naked grown man. Just the this, joy know, of roasting pigs. Just the joy of roasting a pig and coming together as a family. Sure. Okay. Now, I remember one of them, um, my friend and all of his cousins were gone for a bit, and I couldn't find my friend anywhere. And, I, you know, and you know when you're at one of these things, like, your friend is the only thing you've got. It's right. Like, it's oh, like you're yeah, going to yeah, go yeah, hang yeah. out with his yeah. fucking uncle and be right. like, hey, what's up? Uh, yep. Then all of a sudden, they came back from toe to tip. In Pepsi merchandise, okay? And what had happened was, I'd found out, was that literally, they were at the end of the driveway, and some man pulled up in a car and said, Hey kids, you want all this Pepsi swag? And they said, Yeah! And they had like... Pepsi t-shirts, like Pepsi foam fingers, Pepsi hats, Pepsi everything. Like all these tchotchke Pepsi bullshit. <laughs> they called themselves the Pepsi Patrol. Wow. And then I showed up and I said, I... where'd you get all that stuff? And he went, some guy gave it to us. And I went, is there any more? And they said, no. no. And then my friend went, Pepsi Patrol, let's roll out. And they took off. <laughs> and I'm standing there. Shit. The only child. At this giant pig roast full oh. of drunken Irish people, not, oh my not, God. not draped in Pepsi merchandise, not knowing what to do, wow. because I was completely out of the loop, and I was like, "How did this happen?" That rules, <laughs> and is, that is that is horrible. It is horrible and, and hilarious. Later, you know, obviously the shine of wearing Pepsi garb wore off. And no then, way, it doesn't. It doesn't. I was still mad about it. <laughs> It, it's honestly bullshit to this day. I, think I can see. I'm actually. I actually work with him now. I think I'm gonna bring it up the next time. You I see should. Him. You should fight him. I'm gonna be like, remember when you fucking ditched me at the pig roast to join your fucking precious Pepsi Patrol? No. You know what you need to do? <laughs> You're an adult. You need to buy four hundred dollars worth of Pepsi merchandise, <laughs> drape yourself in it, and the next fucking Zoom meeting, be like, hey, dick. <laughs> Check this out. I'm a grown-ass man. Look at what I've got. Now who's the asshole? Look at me. I love Pepsi. I love Pepsi so much. I bought a hat, a shirt. I have a foam finger for Pepsi because it's Pepsi number one. Well, this giant hand says it is. <laughs> or maybe I'll just show up at his house. He has kids. So maybe I'll get his kids nice. all dressed up in it. And then I'll be like, let's go, children. And, the- <laughs> and then I'd, I'd piper them right out of his house. He's like, Can I come? And I'll be like, sorry, Pepsi Patrol only. <laughs> Idiot. Like- Wait, I still have all that stuff. It's a memory of my faded glory from the only day I was happy. <laughs> when I was the leader of the Pepsi Patrol. <laughs> the only joy I've ever had in this life was leading the Pepsi Patrol. I'm so mad about that. <laughs> I can see why. He's furious. <laughs> How dare he? How dare he? How dare he and the rest of the... Pe- How, what, you know? <laughs> I mean, it shines a bad light on the Pepsi Patrol in general. I mean, they're not, they're not giving. No. No, they very much got their merchandise and they, they squandered it. They held right on to it. Yeah. Miserly with their Pepsi merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> with their garbage. God, that was such a fucking thing when I was a kid. Yeah. How much you loved garbage. Like, yeah. we used to go to those, like, uh, like farm expos in my shitty hometown. Yep. And, like, wander around, a, like, some sort of giant civic arena full of, like, just bullshit. Yeah. Just fucking tractors and nonsense that, like, 
I don't know why I would have cared about, but they were giving away free bookmarks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, great. I got a John Deere keychain. This is the greatest day ever. I know. It's so stupid. Why? Kids love that stuff, though. I guess so. They love free bullshit. But that's what's so funny is that, like, that's not helping you sell a John Deere tractor. No. A bunch of kids jamming a bunch of dumb shit into a fucking bag doesn't help you sell a John Deere. No. And, uh, like, I think that they literally just lose all of that. It's like when we used to put stickers out. Yeah. You know, like, for free. And then we learned that if you leave stickers out, people just take a handful of them. They take <laughs> $25 worth of stickers in a giant handful. Yeah, and they, eventually they throw them in the trash. And eventually they throw them in the trash because they've got a hundred of them and they don't give a fuck anymore. Right. So you have to, it has to be a little more precious than that. I think they're genuinely hoping, like, for instance, like, if my daughters were to take a John Deere keychain <clears throat> and they would keep it in their room in a place that was visible... And then one day, in my moment of grief and strife, or when I'm trying to figure out what type of tractor should I buy, oh man, I'll look up, and I'll maybe I'll maybe maybe a beam of light will be going through it, <laughs> and I'll be like, there it is, there it is, John fucking Deere, yeah. <laughs> the brand I can trust. Yeah, I mean that reminds me of the the fake keys that my eight-year-old daughter keeps with her. No! Yeah. I don't... What? I don't care about that. <laughs> that's that's not going to make me buy a tractor. I don't care about nothing. You're literally just wasting resources on these tchotchke bullshit. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Bowls of candy, guys. Come on. And I say this as someone who hates the Pepsi Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's your supervillain origin story. That <laughs> that's how you became... Fucking Pepsi Patrol. Yeah. Assholes. That's how you joined the Coke cartel. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> I joined them. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think they're I think they're better anyway. What sucks is that I like Pepsi to this day, even though <laughs> the Pepsi Patrol betrayed me at a young age. <laughs> Guess I just love the abuse. I think so too. Uh, true. I oh. love being treated poorly in a relationship. <laughs> so here I am. <laughs> Oh, Chadrick. It's a direct quote from Chad from 2018 to 25 in relationships. Was, yeah. But I love being treated poorly. <laughs> you lucked out. I should say something, but I don't have any self-respect. So. That's that's super helpful. Yeah. Oh, my God. Chad. <laughs> yes. You know, we need an actual licensed therapist in here for these podcasts. I think that would be very interesting if we did. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, I think we'd both be institutionalized. Yeah. I think my insurance should cover it. So I think, I think it should. should. <laughs> my insurance doesn't cover podcasts. Oh. Which is very strange. That's weird. Then why have I been paying you $25 copay every time I come in here? <laughs> That's a long story. Okay. <laughs> uh, man. Yep. So that's the story. I would like to bring a therapist in here that I just want to keep telling her the Pepsi Patrol story over and over again. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a woman. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I would feel more comfortable. Oh, All okay. Right. That's fair. Um, yeah. And just have her be like, you've told me this story 20 times, Chad. Like, it, it, I don't really think it shaped it's you. It's that I important. I'd be like, yeah, but where did it come from? <laughs> Why did this guy have a car full of Pepsi merchandise? <laughs> How did they not all get abducted is what I want to know. That's the other thing! <laughs> like, that sounds like the beginning Christ. of the worst story ever told. What an early time. The, what, what, <laughs> early time. what a time the early 90s was, <laughs> yeah. to be honest with you. Wow. I, I was... Somebody pulls up in a fucking car and says, Hey, kid, you want some Pepsi <laughs> you merchandise? You want to put a Pepsi hat on your head? 
I got a whole trunk load of this stuff. <laughs> to be fair, that would be very unexpected, and I would not expect to be abducted by someone offering that. I would expect them to offer something considerably better. Well, I think why? that it's so shitty that... <laughs> Just like, bad oh. at childhood. That's probably what he said. Is he probably away. he's like I'm bad at child abduction. <laughs> this is terrible. All I did was lose all my Pepsi <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> my boss is gonna kill me. My boss at the child abducting station is gonna kill me. Uh, oh no. <laughs> oh wait. Sorry. I th- oh you thought he was working for Pepsi? No, he was working for a fucking child abducting station. Oh no. <laughs> this was all, what all you- going down in Waterboro, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think bottles the Pepsi, Chad? Oh, no, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're getting real dark web shit here. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did you not know that this was turning into an alt-right podcast? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're going to get some of those fucking dollars. That's weird. All the doors just locked. Yeah, they me. did. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> God, eat some fucking beef broth. Let me tell you about this beef broth. Oh, God, no, why? Please, no. Yeah, the liberals don't want you to drink this fucking stuff because it's going to make you a man. Because it's got 97% of your daily sodium in it, brother. They say that'll kill you quicker than anything else in the world, brother. They don't know. Well, they Uh, haven't spent five minutes in the ring with the body or the mind. (laughs) I ain't got time to bleed and I ain't got time to not chug this sodium cube. That's right. I, you know, I always forget that he turned into the conspiracy nut and he's fun. Yeah. I like, I like his crazy conspiracy. He's fun shit. conspiracy. He is because he didn't go left or right. Yeah. He went, anything's possible. He went Tesla space laser. He went like yeah. death ray. He went like, I don't fucking care. It's the, any, any, any crazy conspiracy is as good as any other crazy conspiracy. Right. That shit's fun. He's in the harmless conspiracy category. You know, knock on wood, it feels like they all were until something went terribly wrong. Yeah, until someone realized they could weaponize it. Then yes, that was pretty much it. Yeah, it's too bad. It is. They used to be fun. I miss the 90s (laughs) when you could just talk about crazy shit. And it was like, do you remember Vampire Lesbos? I do. Man... I loved that band, and Dave Lesbo, who is the the lead singer of <laughs> Vampire Lesbo, Lesbo please. Mis- please, Mr. Lesbo, uh, my <laughs> Mr. Lesbo is my father. Please call me Dave. Um, <laughs> they were an amazing band. All they did was conspiracy theory shit. It was all like Area Fifty One, aliens, lizard people at the center of the Earth shit. Yeah, and it was just fun, crazy X Files crap. Yeah. And it never got into this, like, dark web, sinister, Pizzagate shit. It just was like, (laughs) let's just do, like, let's just talk about nonsense. Yeah. And it was weird, though, because I feel like Dave believed it. Mm -hmm. Like, in a weird way, it was like he had all of those conspiracy theories. He still believed that there were, like, reptoids living at the center of the earth that controlled government and all that shit. Yeah. But... It, it never turned it's not like he was gonna go blow up a building or something you know like <laughs> it, he was he was just a he was harmless and and the conspiracies were harmless and i it's sad that that got taken away from us well i mean they're still there they are but it, it's so it's so tainted now yeah it's it's too bad you know it's like magic the gathering well oh, fuck it is it's like Magic the Goddamn Gathering. I'm sure it's a fun game. 
But you know what? But I'm not touching it with a no, 10-foot pole. <laughs> no. It has been not ruined. Not after all the monsters I've, I've encountered who play yeah. it. No, thank you. No, it's it's horrifying. I, I mean, dude, I, I can't even... Uh, I don't even want to talk about it because it's so bad. That's fine. I mean, we it, don't have to. it really is one of those things where... Sure, the people that we encountered in the store, like, it was bad. But we encountered things, like, from people selling us collections that mm-hmm. were legitimately... You know, lifetime in prison, horrible monsters. More than two. Like, I think we had at least three. <laughs> and, like, people who had oh, killed wow. people, people done terrible things. And it's like, why is that associated with Magic the Gathering? I couldn't tell you. I don't understand. And it, it definitely has, like, I mean, maybe we just got exactly the wrong experiences. But sociopaths and Magic the Gathering are like fucking chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, it was weird because I remember after we, because we stopped selling them, despite the fact they were a moneymaker. Yes. Uh, we decided, we we're like, no, we can't do this anymore. It was a quality of life issue. It was. And I lost $1,000 a week. Yep. And, it, you know, that's not something to take lightly. No, but not, it, not, in this, not in this business. It really was that everybody in the store who worked here was like, I can't fucking do this anymore. Yeah. I can't. Yep. I can't do it anymore. They, please, we can't, can we stop? And, um, so yeah, but I remember afterwards, after we stopped selling them, then all of a sudden, like normal people would come in. Yes. There'd just be some guy who looked like very nice and be like, uh, excuse me. And they'd be like, oh, hi. Um, do you happen to sell Magic the Gathering? I just don't see any anywhere. I'd be like, oh yeah, no, we don't. I'm sorry. And they'd be like, oh, that's too bad. All right. Thanks anyways. And then they'd leave and I'd be like... Where were you? Where were you three weeks ago? But no. then I remember you and I were just like, no, no, this is the game testing us. They yeah. want to... <laughs> like that's how much we were hurt that we yeah. believed that the game was yeah. sending oh, in yeah. nice people to lure us back in. And like, then the it, second it's... we opened the doors again, it'd be like, ah! Yeah, no, it's like a fucking conjuring thing. Yeah, it was like it was like the game itself is cursed and is trying to get at us. I think it is, but it's, it's very close. I think to being like a Doctor Who villain, <laughs> that it's like some type of alien entity that like feeds off the shittiness from those people in the cards, and that's what's keeping it alive. Sure, <laughs> I mean, but we also you got to admit though, we knew a lot of people who were. We knew some very nice people. Yes. You know, I mean, and that that's that is the difference is that there were a ton of really nice people as well, but the, the squeaky wheels were all we, you know, the people who were bad were so bad. Yeah. Like they were such sociopaths that it really ruined it for us forever. And they were just rude. They I were think, rude too. That was the other thing. Like it was you couldn't do anything else because they would get mad that you started doing something else. And if you didn't watch them for 30 seconds, they would steal. Yes. And that was the other problem. And it was like, God, this is, it was, it was so much time. Yeah. It was so much time and effort. You had to, you had to watch them constantly. They were constantly stealing. And it was, it it was really, (laughs) it was weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. And it's very strange. I just, I don't get it. And I mean, I've, I remember having like a, a giant pile of people coming in for for years after we stopped mm-hmm. who would be from like some other comic shop in some other part of the country coming into the store right. and they'd come in they'd be like you guys don't do magic and we'd be like no we we couldn't stand it anymore and they were like that must be amazing <laughs> holy shit yeah what is it like working at a comic shop that doesn't have to do magic that must be the most 
that it just blew their minds. Yeah, that you wouldn't have to do gaming stuff. And I mean, it's true that we were like scraping by to not do magic. Magic bailed us out of like going under so many times. Yeah, and it's like, but we were just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, and and so many people, and it's not like there was a bad pile of people locally because we literally talked to people. Somebody from North Carolina came in and they were mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, my shop does it. And it's the worst thing ever. And then somebody from California and somebody from New York and some, you know, like yeah. all these people, all walks of life, like just were like, ah, it's the worst. Yeah. That game really brings out the worst in people. And like, it does in public and competitive settings. It is some of the worst behavior I've seen. Yeah. It's it's so it's so mind blowing and it's it's funny because the people who are not you can tell who the people who aren't monsters are. Yeah. I knew so I knew a couple of people who I who I really like who are like longtime Magic the Gathering players, and they play with. Uh, this will mean nothing to everyone else has left who knows anything about Magic the Gathering now. They've shut off the podcast, but. <laughs> Uh, but or I'm they going... just broke into cold sweats. Exactly. But uh, literally, one of my friends plays with a deck that has a mox. It has a time stop. It has like the. It has like four or five of the top nine cards yeah. from beta or alpha. Like his deck is worth a house. You know, if it was, which is also insane. It is also insane. If he had kept everything in normal condition, but he just plays with it. Because he likes to play the game as a game. And he has these cards in constant use. He doesn't have them sleeved. He has them in a deck. Yeah. And he just plays. And I I told him, I was like, dude, just fucking sell those and just put fake ones in. It's fine. You know, yeah. photocopy them and then just make your own and buy a nice car. Yeah. You know, like, even in shit condition, that thing's still worth $6,000, you know, like... <laughs> Get it out of your life. Good what are Lord. you doing? And he's like, no, I just like him. <laughs> it's insane. It is insane. Yeah, because I remember the people who would come in, because we used to have loose binders. And that was that was where the money was. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would sit there and like, man, they were just in rough shape. Yeah. They would drop them all, drop tons of money. Mm-hmm. And then come in and then like try and sell some back because they couldn't pay their phone bill or you know and stuff like that. And I was like, Ugh. guys, you have a problem. Yeah, like you re- yeah. legit do. Like you well, need to stop. People people call it five color crack, and it's like yeah, but jokingly, but also like also yes, but also like <laughs> really like you guys are like this isn't great. This is bad. Right. So it was also that like so it was the brood behavior. It was the amount of time that it took up. It was the stress involved. And then it was literally the enabling factor. Yeah, there's that too. For a lot of it that was going into it. And it was just like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember my wife actually watched the register for a bit. And someone came in to look at magic cards. And she did it for like five minutes. And then she came and got me. And she was like, no. <laughs> she was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh my God. I'm, and I was like, so apologetic. I was yeah. like, I didn't realize it was a magic person up there. I'm sorry. And she's like, I get what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, and I was like, it's okay. But yeah, like, yeah, it was. Yeah. It, so that was when I realized it wasn't just me. At we that had. Point. Oh my God. I remember we had somebody call us. Yeah. And try to pre-order 
two cases of, or actually just buy two cases of, uh, of cards off of us. Yeah. They wanted two of the, the pre-packed whatever. Sure. Um, and they gave us a stolen credit card. <laughs> and they were a person that we knew. Uh, I don't think I remember this one, but yeah. It was a person who came in every week. Yeah. And he was using a stolen credit card. Jesus. And I was like, I know who you are. Yeah. You just committed a federal crime. <laughs> Dude, I know your face, I know your oh voice, and you called me on your phone number. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm not doing crime well, that's what I'm doing. Doing crime very poorly <laughs> oh, is God. one of the things you're doing. And risking it all for magic. You know, it's going to be embarrassing when you're in prison. <laughs> what are you in jail for? <laughs> well, I used the stolen credit card to buy two sealed boxes of the new Magic Relief. <laughs> Everyone else in prison is like, oh man, that's so cool. I love Magic the Gathering. That's why we're all in prison. Isn't it weird that we all love Magic the Gathering so much? <laughs> uh, I but... like Marvel Overpower. Get him! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yep. And that is how we lost all of the magic players that listen to the podcast. I don't think so. You think? I don't know. I don't think so for a second. Because <laughs> I feel like anyone who listens to this podcast is a, a fairly rational human being. That's probably and true. And they would also be a fairly rational magic player. Because I, I, I do understand that there are rational oh, magic players. And more than just like... But like I've said already during this recording... I can't dip one toe into that right. pool oh, no, no, without no. the shark coming up and dragging yeah, yeah. me into the water, you know. Absolutely. And the uh I mean, one of my one of my favorite examples of the exact opposite direction of that is yeah. that one of our customers who would spend a lot of money, uh his life that he has dedicated every moment to, he goes to war torn parts of Africa. <laughs> And teaches them to farm. I remember this guy. While people are firing M16s at him. <laughs> like, it is like legitimate war zones. And he's training people to <laughs> to grow crops. Yeah. While there are death squads out there. He's risking his fucking life. Like, almost on a daily basis. <laughs> and he would come back to Maine where he lived. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like... Oh, and in my off time, I like to play Magic the Gathering. So that guy, I, he is a better person than I am. Shout out to that guy. <laughs> By a long shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and so that guy falls in the same camp, but it's like, it's, you know, the bad guys are just so bad. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's how it is with most like customer service interactions. Those are the ones you remember more than anything else, yeah. unfortunately. I wish there was a. I wish you could always go home and be like, man, I talked to so many nice people today. I wish, except for one guy, but that's not a big deal, right? You know? Exactly. But it's, no, you're just like, God, that one guy that ruined my entire guy day. One guy ruined your entire day, and that's how it always works. It's such a bummer yeah. that like the brain can't just be like, boy, how many nice people I talked to today? Because right. I don't even remember talking to anybody today, and everybody I talked to today was nice. <laughs> you know, the hundred people that came through the store were all really nice people, and it's mm-hmm. just like. Everybody was cool. But then there was the guy who just came over and farted on the glass. And then that was... Well, I mean, I definitely remember the the other day when the the one dude just came in and just started harassing David and wouldn't leave. Yeah. That was a that was a bad day. Yeah. That so was that was rough. Remember that clearly? Uh I had I had a hard time with that one. Um cuz like he's mentally ill, you know, you're like, "Okay, so this guy's It's not the guy across the street." <laughs> uh I don't know, maybe it is. 
there's there's this dude. He was like six foot five. Oh no no no! Like giant backpack, and he came in and he was just like screaming at us. He came in. He started drinking. Like he wouldn't put on a mask. Okay. And he started drinking a forty in the yeah. aisle, and I was like, "You gotta leave, man!" And he was like. Actually, I, I was like, David, could you get him out of here? And David was like, dude, you got to leave. Go. And then he just started hassling David. Yeah. And then he came back in and just, like, he dumped garbage on the floor. And, like, it was such a fucking mess. Yeah. And you're also just, like, you want to scream and be angry like I did in the old days. Like, back when it was the old space, I didn't understand how things were. Yeah. You know? And I was legitimately angry at mentally ill people for ruining my life. And it's like, you can't be, you can't be mad at people who have a problem. Right. It's beyond, you know, it's not his, it is not his fault and it is beyond his control. I mean, his drinking, not helping with his mental illness, but his mental illness is not helping with his drinking. So that's, that is the unfortunate, very profound. That is the unfortunate part of that. (laughs) Uh, So it was a bummer. You know, it's yep. like a bummer all around because you want to get like, you want to have like some sort of catharsis where you're like, I'd love to just shove this guy over. And it's like, no, I'm not going to hurt a, a <laughs> mentally ill person because they're, you know. Because he's been let loose in the world. Right. You know? It's like, he's, we don't have the kind of services that we need in this town. We're in the middle of a pandemic. There's all these horrible things going on. And it's like, I'm trying to, you know, we're all trying to do the best we can, but like. It's you have no you have no release in that situation, yeah, you know, because I remember like people services. I won't name any names would come by and drop cards off and be like, if you ever run into a crazy person. Oh, but I mean, you call us. And but we'll that come was take a, care of that them. was a thing that we used to have. And we don't have that anymore. Right. But even when you called them, sometimes they wouldn't even come. Mm. And it was just like, that is true. You know, so it's just like, OK, so we have this thing. But they were they were a nonprofit. True. You know, like they were not, they were not paid for, by the city or anything. This was, you know what? I am going to name names. It's the home team. They were a, they were a service that was provided by one of the shelters mm-hmm. that like, if you saw somebody who was like a layout, who was just like kind of passed out on the street, if they were responsive and they were, you know, like they were conscious, they were just drunk. Yeah. You could call them and they'd come and they had some really nice people working with them and they were, you know, everybody was really cool. They'd show up. They'd be like, Oh, Gary, come on in, you know, you're out here again, huh? All right. You know, yeah. and you know, how are, how are the Red Sox doing, Gary? You know, like they knew the people and they were really kind. Everybody knew them though. That was, that was, the well, other, that, that was, was the other, the, that was always the thing that got me. Cause you know, like, I mean, there were times, a yeah. couple times at least that I came into the shop and there's just some guy bleeding in the doorway. Yes, you know? that is true. And he's just like, hey, the fucking, what are you doing? Uh, a baseball bat, I don't know. Yep. And you're just like, what happened to you? And you're like, I don't know, and now I'm yep. here. And I'm like, okay, well, good. Hang tight, you know, just like, I'm going to... I mostly remember the time that we got trapped in here because somebody passed out in front of the door and we couldn't open it. Yep. And then we just basically had to kind of shove him out of the way to see if he was conscious. Yeah. And he, and we got past, we pushed the door open just enough to be like, hey, are you okay? And he screamed, mushrooms! (laughs) And we were like, okay, uh, I guess you're all right then. But then, but so, so you call... You call the police because mm-hmm. you didn't have anybody else to call. Yep. And they would usually send the fire department and the paramedics. Yeah. Everybody shows up. It's a, it's a fucking circus because somebody's passed out in the door. Yeah. And they all get out and they're like, oh, hey, Josh. Yeah. You know, every time. Like, and that's, I mean, and that's what people are talking about when they're like, 
defund the police. It's like, no, the police shouldn't be doing this. That's not like you shouldn't have to send a fire marshal and the fucking cops and everything else. Right. There needs to be some money relocated into a service for people like this because that event could have cost a hundred dollars to take care of. Right. You could have had somebody who's a social worker who comes over and goes, Hey, Tony. Sup? <laughs> how you doing? Let's talk about this. You're bleeding. Would you like something for that? Yeah. Okay. And you've been drinking. Did you do anything else? No, you didn't? Okay. Cool. You can breathe fine. You're doing all right. Let's walk you away from the doorway so that nobody trips over you. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. <laughs> and you're fine. You, like, that is an interaction that could have happened 99 times out of 100 times that we've had to call the police. Oh, in this Where town? we've had or no choice because someone is literally bleeding on the sidewalk or someone is, you know, like there's something wrong with them. Right. It, and we don't know if they're okay. Right. We check to see if they're responsive, but, you know, other than that, sometimes responsive is a big question mark (laughs) because they're relative term well exactly because their responses are like when somebody just like wakes up and screams mushrooms do you go uh i guess he's okay they're technically breathing i mean that i mean i know (laughs) he's (laughs) technically he knows what mushrooms are (laughs) so i guess that's good or mushrooms did this in which case we've got a bigger problem this this is some sort of (laughs) horrible japanese horror film (laughs) some sort of junjay ito nonsense going on out here yeah i i actually now that you mentioned i i'm reminded of a time when i lived on state street and the police kept getting called for the apartment above me because someone was in someone else's bed, was what I gathered from listening. I think someone's boyfriend was in somebody else's girlfriend's bed, and people were getting in mad about it. And then they would start yelling, and they would go into the parking lot, and they would start yelling at each other. And they kept calling the police. And the police kept showing up, and they kept saying, go inside. Go inside. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're basically just like, get out of here. You know, like, get out. Stop screaming in the parking lot. Get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know, every time they're getting more annoyed. And then finally they show up for a third time. Okay, this is the third time they've run screaming out into the parking lot over who knows what's going on with yep. these sleeping arrangements. And one of the guys touches the cop. And the cop, and I've never seen this before in real life, only in wrestling, the cop grabs him by the throat and choke slams him like the fucking Undertaker onto the hood of the car. And he said, well, I'll never forget what he said. Don't ever touch me again or you'll enter a world of pain that you never thought possible. That is a pro wrestler cop. Right. And And then I was up in the window looking down at it and I went, whoa. And then everybody turned and looked up at me in the window and I went, "Ah!" like that. I ran away from the window. (laughs) But I think about that when people are just like, sometimes social workers should be sent to the situation, not the police. And I was like, yeah, like that time that cop choke slammed that guy. Like, maybe that cop shouldn't have just choke slammed somebody for touching him. Maybe he deals with so much bullshit in a day that he has severe PTSD. And yeah. The slightest provocation results in him yelling out like yeah. he's a fucking supervillain and choke slamming people. Jesus Christ. Like, yikes. You know that he had that fucking speech prepared. I yeah. Mean, and I've. The thing is, I. Personally, I have issues with that stuff because where I grew up. The three dudes that were the bullies mm-hmm. in my school became the cops. Became state troopers. All three <laughs> yeah. of them are state troopers. That was, that's pretty classic small town high it's school. It's such a. It's so classic, but yeah. it's like it's so insane. Yeah, like it's that's not great. 
Yeah. Like, if literally the only people you know, you knew to be, like, abusive, like, creeps, like, their their trajectory was, I'm going to go become a state trooper. People don't respect me. What if I had to put them in a position where they had to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or else bad things will happen to them. Jinkies. And I mean, go. listen, as somebody who, like, I... I feel like I got changed as a human being by being put through stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I think I see, you know, like, I see how what happens in the police department is bad for them. I mean, honestly, they should be having fucking 10 hours of therapy a week. Uh, They should be doing as much therapy as they do actual (laughs) patrol, because what they're seeing is shit that you shouldn't have to see. What I saw at Portland Housing Authority changed me forever. They all do, and I, I think that's part of the equation, a part of the discussion that I think is being missed with all of this. Like, yeah, I think we should separate the money into, you know, kind of like using a scalpel and not a, right. a hammer. Yeah, it's for a lot of these positions. But there is also something to be said for the beat cops. Yeah, that have been out there for years, and it's just like, you know, like we we're finally having that discussion about military people. Right. You know, and being like, yeah, PTSD fucks these guys up and they need help when they come back. And it's okay to ask for help, you know. And I think the same needs to be said for cops, firefighters, paramedics. Like, I I used to work with a lady whose husband worked for the Portland Fire Department. And she told me some of the stuff he's seen. And I was like, sweet Jesus. Yeah. You know, because they they go to all that shit, too. Exactly. They have to see it all, you know. And it's like... You have to see... You they see life-altering shit on a weekly basis. And they see... The the problem <clears throat> is, if you are always seeing Some people guy. at the absolute worst... Well, you should have brought water, you freak. <laughs> 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 Don't do a podcast without water. I, I, I drank it all before I got here. You freaking weirdo. I showed up so early. I didn't mean to. You know what? I can get you one of these 40-year-old sprites from this fucking cooler if you want one. They might be alcoholic at this point. They might be. Do you want one? Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pause this. All right. All right, Chad. How's that Mountain Dew that I got you that's been in the cooler for, in the warm cooler since oh. two years ago? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? Like, the first taste isn't mm. bad, but there's like an aroma to the aftertaste that hits yeah, your nose. And you're just so like, good. oh, this is floor cleaner. Yeah, it is. It's so bad. Mountain Dew is the goddamn worst. Oh, but I'm still drinking it. Oh, I God. thought that I thought that I had a sprite in there that you could have, but unfortunately, all that was left is Mountain Dew. <laughs> and then he crab juice. Uh, <laughs> only crab yeah. galosh. Um, yeah. I can't, oh, what were you talking about before? Oh yeah, P- uh, PTSD, horrible nightmares. Blah 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 blah. blah. You know, and, and now we're talking about the PTSD of drinking, drinking Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. Uh, basically, in short, yeah. Um, I think. I think all those groups, including cops, have a really, really, really shit time. Yep. And it's a shit job. And we don't let them... I don't know. I guess it's the culture is that it's not okay. Yeah. To say that you're not okay. Yeah. You know? And I mean, there, there's also something to be said for the fact that there are some monsters working there. But I think also... But but, but it maybe is, they weren't when they started. You know, that's the it thing. Is, it's I true. I don't know. It's, but it is, it is weird. Like it's, it's so complicated, but I think at the end of the day, maybe sell off some of the fucking tanks that you don't need and put some of that money into therapy and into having social workers who actually go out and do some of this I mean, if you, if you want my opinion, not that anyone's fucking asking for it as some shitty white kid, um, I think there should be limits. 
You know, I don't think you should be a beat cop for 10 years. I think yeah. you should be a beat cop for maybe two years at the most. Yeah. You know, I think, honestly, there should be a part of the police force that is just, like, kind of like jury duty. Yeah. You know, like, I understand those are very socialistic ideas. Almost kind of like Starship Troopers kind of ideas, where it's just like, it's... I feel like everyone should be a firefighter or a police officer or a paramedic or something for yeah. a short period of time if you live in the United States. kind of agree. And maybe that would take a lot of the stress off, and then we would understand both sides of the coin a little better. I don't know. Maybe it would. Maybe it wouldn't. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> That's my pie-in-the-sky idea. Oh, but you fucking hippie. It could be this Mountain Dew that I'm drinking has eroded all, all <laughs> brain cells that did anything worthwhile. And yeah. no, I just sit here and shit myself and make dumb complaints about the police. You're I don't never going to sleep again. You know that, right? Mm. Ah, but Freddie won't get me. Oh, that's good. That's the important thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, but when, uh, when we were paused, I had mentioned that I am a owner of a Dogecoin. <laughs> you own one Dogecoin. No, I own... I own 64 Dogecoins, which is honestly nothing in the grand scheme of things. How much is that? Uh, $42.16. Whoa, that's more money than I have. And I will say, because you asked me how much Dogecoin I had before, and there was a point where I had 2,700 Dogecoin that I had bought at $0.06 cents oh, a shit. coin. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and then I got pissed off. Why? Because I said I'm not going to be party to a coin that is dependent on whether or not Elon Musk is having a good day or not. Oh, no. <laughs> and I got rid of it. And I bought other coins with it. And those coins are doing fine. Oh. They're doing fine. Um, but I, I will say I realized that the, the thing about crypto that I've realized, and this is probably true for stocks as well, is that um, if I just buy it and forget I ever did it, Yes. That's probably the best thing I could ever do. <laughs> just, yeah. Just walk away. Because it seems like they all tend, or at least the history of them so far, is that they go up, they go down. They go up, they go down. And yes. then they stay up a little bit more. Yeah. And then they go down. And they stay up a little bit more. And yep. then they go down. And it's like, oh, I should just buy the shit and walk away. But that's why that's rich people do. are better at, at the stock market than poor people. Because they don't care. Because $42 means something to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a thousand dollars in stock means a lot to me. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna babysit it. If I if I could afford a thousand dollars in stock, I would sit around and look at it all day and be like, okay, uh, maybe I need to get it out quickly. Uh, oh god, oh god, it's going down. Oh god, oh god, oh shit, oh shit. You know, and it's just yeah. like, no, I should just walk away. That's one what of I, should do. I know that uh, one of my friends, one of my customers who is also one of my friends, mm -hmm. who is the only rich customer we have. We really don't have any actual rich customers. I can't imagine why, but the way we talk. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, because he's an old punk rocker who just happened to turn into a, into a, a banker. Mm-hmm. And so he turned into a living bank. He turned into a, <laughs> that's a super. Yes. That's what happened. Okay. Um, but he came in last week and he made a joke but, like, I think he thought that we got mad at him for it, which totally did not. Oh, no. But he came in and he was like, I don't know. I can't remember what the what the context was now. So I, I can't even make it. I can't turn it into a joke because I can't remember what our context was. But we we're talking about something about the pandemic. And he was like, I don't know, but I made... X number of fucking dollars off of fucking AstraZeneca this week <laughs> or something like that. And I was like, 
oh, you fucking capitalist monster or something, you know. And, and he went, he was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. I'm adding a pool to my house. So that's all I know. So fuck you. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, man, that is hilarious and horrible at the same time. Like the idea that you can make money off the futures of something in a pandemic is just insanity just to smart me. Smart investing. It's it's crazy <laughs> pants. But I mean, if it's you can't fault someone if it's there. You can fault the system for having it there. But you can't fault somebody for taking advantage of it if it exists. I believe uh, it was Plato that said, don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, it was. I remember it him saying definitely that. Plato who said that. Or Socrates. 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 Yep. Oh, my God. I, yeah, I don't understand any of it. And I, he talks to me quite often. Like, he'll come in and he'll be like, hey... You know, if you ever want to learn how to, like, make enough money to survive, I can help you because I know you don't know how to take care of yourself and, you know, your car is falling apart and, mm-hmm. you know, you run a business that, like, breaks even every month. You, you might want No way, man. You're part of the system. <laughs> and you start banging on your drums and you're just like, I'm part of the solution to life, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I... <laughs> no, I honestly get more depressed every time he says it. Um, no, it's... I'm depressed. I'm like, <laughs> No. What... The the honest to god truth is that I I do have a channel to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I had ten thousand dollars right now just to spend, okay, I could take, you know, I could take a long box worth of books out of our storage and everything else, mm-hmm. send them to CGC, and turn that money into a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. It would be entirely possible to do that. Burn this place to the fucking ground, collect the insurance. Exactly. Buy a tiny house on Tahoe and call it a fucking day. Yeah. But (laughs) the thing is that I don't have, number one, I don't have $10,000. Number two, uh, that is a minor setback. And number two, it takes so fucking long for CGC to get their shit back that sometimes the the wind changes by the time I get my books back. Mm -hmm. But I have been doing that. I have, I've got like $2,000 in outstanding CGC right now. Okay. And I try to keep that kind of floating. And I think I can make more money off that kind of nonsense, off the speculating on shit in my world, in this mm-hmm. dumb, you know, tiny little microcosm, mm-hmm. than I can out in the world trying to buy Apple stock or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't fucking know, man. Or maybe I can't. Maybe I'm just convincing myself I can, and I just keep breaking even at the end of each month, and uh, I'm making bad decisions. I don't know. I, I wish I had answers for you. I have no idea. I mean, honestly, this is uh, this is this is the first year of my life that I can remember that I felt comfortable not looking at my bank account. Whoa! This is the first year of my life. You know, and I I it was very strange to have that sense of comfort. Um, and I am, and I want to stress, I am by no means rich. Yeah. I have just always been poor. Yeah. And the fact that I'm now slightly not poor. Yeah. Still not great. Mind you, still not great. (laughs) I just, I made some decisions. Like I, when I bought things like a house, I bought a small house. Yep. You know, when I buy a car, I don't buy an expensive, you know, like I, and it much to the 
<laughs> banks usually get mad at me. Yes. Because I remember they kept, they, oh God, they tried to get me to get a house that was $75,000 more. Wow. They're just nice. like, we'll approve you for that. And I was like, absolutely not. And they were like, what? <laughs> like, they were shocked that I was like, you, you fucking stop that. You, That's predatory. You stop I that. You. <laughs> I see what you're doing. I see you, you little monster. You know? And then they're just like, you should get a more expensive car. And I said, no, I shouldn't. Hmm. <laughs> they're just like, why? And I was like, do you have anyone that does risk analysis that you're fake? Like, this is, <laughs> nope. This, they're like, yes. And we don't listen to them because we want We fired you. them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know, and, and so so when I say that I'm, I haven't worried about it. It's only because I'm, I was making pennies and now I have a nickel. Well, that's you know? it's funny that you say that because that's the same situation that I'm in this year as well. Mm-hmm. Except not, it's not exactly as positive as yours, right? But I'm in that situation because the it's because you locked yourself out of your bank app because the. <laughs> The small business uh, administration started being like, fucking take loans all you want. And so I took a $50,000 loan when this shit started. And I went, okay, uh, I don't know. I'm going to fucking burn down one way or the other. You know, (laughs) either I go out of business, you know, $50,000 in debt or I go out of business $100,000 in debt. Who fucking cares? I flipped the double guns and jumped out the window backwards and said, fuck you. Yeah. And they said, all right, that dude's cool. Let's give him another loan. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, woohoo, another loan. As long as you give me one of those free keychains. That's how they got me. All right, it's got 62% Aper. <laughs> that, I don't know what that is. I think it's great. <laughs> we got him again. I know it's not Aper. That was part of the joke. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, but that's that's it, is I took out a giant fucking loan. Someone loaded a gun, and then they went, oh, never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> and no, I keep... Uh, and that's that's what I've done with the money is that I started throwing it at CGC and started being like, all right, I'm just going to find all these dumb, you know, speculator books in the basement and in storage mm-hmm. and just put them out there. Finding out there's just some things that blow my mind that are going on right now that shouldn't exist. And I mean, the market's ready for a correction, so I might get stuck, too. Uh, but like when you look at like the second series of Miles Morales. Mm hmm. So, Miles Morales, second ongoing. Okay. Number one. Just as Miles Morales, Spider-Man. It is, actually, it's technically his third series, because there was Ultimate, then there was Ultimate Comics, Miles Morales, and then there was, or Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man, and then there was Miles Morales, the third series, no, I guess. It, his, no, this would be his fourth, then, because it was just called Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. So, I but I think it is technically his third that I'm talking about. Sure. So, this one... CGC at 9.8. Okay. This book that is the third number one in an ongoing series is $150. That is bat shit insane. That is insane. And because these are modern-ish characters, people are like, oh, wow, that's great. But then you look back and you're like, you look at like Wolverine and Wolverine's first ongoing series, his number one in 9.8 sells for like $300 or two fifty even. Hmm. And it's like, well, okay, that, that doesn't add up. Right. You know? And like the fact that miles Morales is first ongoing, somebody like nine eighths of that are going for like a thousand dollars now. Hmm. It's, it's not right. No, that's very strange. But you know, it's, it's enabling me to pay the bills now, even though things are terrible. I think that's like our NFT conversation, though. It is. Being like, if you're the one producing the things that are being bought, then by all means, 
put them in the hands of people exactly. who want to pay for him. Like, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. It's their problem after that. <laughs> right. Know? Like when I if the pri- if the value plummets, yep. so be it. But. When I sold my first $2,500 comic, I was like, this is criminal. (laughs) What I just did should be against the law. And it's not. Uh, And also, like, I'm like the fucking music man. Like, Mm -hmm. this isn't... You know, you got a tr- you got some trouble here. What you don't have is you don't have a newsstand edition of the first appearance of some fucking Star Wars character that hasn't even been in anything yet. Mm-hmm. Fuck! Oh, you got trouble. <laughs> that really? starts with E and that labels with T and that mails trouble. You see, it's pool. Is it yeah. pool? No, it's comic books. Oh, shit. Comic books. <laughs> but seriously, Grand Admiral Thrawn's first appearance... Newsstand edition. Yes. $2,500 for a 9.8 that I sold. Chad, I felt like I had robbed someone. Grand Admiral Prawn. I, th- I thought that I... I felt like I had taken a sack of quarters, beaten someone over the head, and stolen their wallet. It was weirder, too, when it just showed up in a money bag with a, <laughs> just a dollar symbol on it. And they said, yeah. here you go. <laughs> it said murder bucks on it. <laughs> Hand-delivered by the Beagle Boys, and then you took it. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. People have too much money. I think it's just, there's so much income inequality in this country that it's like, that people are doing things like that. And that is yes. not okay. Take that money from oh, them, I, Tristan. Yes. I, and Take it from them. I have to. Oh, I yes. have no choice because my rent keeps, my rent has increased twice since the pandemic started. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> How can you increase the rent on this place two times when we can't even be open for half of it? That's weird because interest rates for mortgages have only gone down. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to jump off the fucking roof. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I don't mean to bring up those numbers, but they're, they're pretty low. I know. I'm well aware. And listen, listeners, if you haven't refinanced, <laughs> you should really think about doing it. You know Rocket Mortgage is going <laughs> to afford you some really great deals out there. And... They got award-winning templates and customer service <laughs> that make you know, your you website can... into a reality. That's it's... Rocket Space. <laughs> also, it's... I saw another mattress company open up. <laughs> On Instagram. And I was like, how is there still room in the mattress company world? How is there still fucking room for a new mattress company? Uh, how many mattresses are there? There's got to be more mattresses than stars in the sky at this point. Like, I don't understand how there are so many mattresses being produced. How many, there are so many different types of mattresses I being produced. I blame the existence of podcasts. I don't I, get it. I blame podcasts for allowing these companies that sell boxes full of memory foam <laughs> as though they are a thing that you can sleep on. Pretending that this shit is a bed. I mean, those are the people that need to go to prison. Like, like Lisa, Casper, guys... You, memory foam is n- no, no, that it, no, it's sound baffling material. It is not a bed. <laughs> like maybe if you tear it up like a fucking rat in a cage and then you make a little nest out of it, maybe that, maybe then I could rest comfortably in it. But otherwise that is not a fucking mattress. It's a mattress. <laughs> That's like people who told me that a futon was a mattress. <laughs> oh yeah. No, it's a bed. You know how shitty and fucking gross and awful punk rock I am? 
My wife and I slept on a futon on the floor, Gross. like with no, <laughs> for, I'm going to say, seven years. Ugh. Yeah, I know. Sorry. And we lived in a punk house I'm with like seven other people living there in one bathroom. <laughs> I'm looking for that one giant hand comic about the mattresses that I love. <laughs> More than anything, so I can read it on the air. And also plug one also, giant hand on Instagram. Always follow one giant hand. One of the one of the funniest one of the funniest comic writers out there. Cartoonist, if you will. Yeah. It's an old one. I don't know, man. I <laughs> I don't understand. I mean, although I bought Sonos and I, I blame listening <laughs> to podcasts for that. Paul Shear owes you money. Paul Shear owes me a lot of money. And you know you know who else he owes money? He owes uh, Sean Murphy money as well. He does? <laughs> because, actually, it's my fault because I said, I'm very happy with these. I think they're really fun. It's like a, it's a nice system. It works really well. And then all these updates kept happening. And then, like, we got weird radio interference with them. And we kept having problems. Mm-hmm. Um, they're actually, they've kind of calmed down. I mean, knock on wood, we haven't had any problems with them for a while. But uh, Sean got his, and he was like, he plugged it in, started working with it. He was like, this thing sucks. And he was like, you want a speaker? And so the third speaker we have in the store was Sean's old speaker. <laughs> so That's wow. why we have this delightful surround sound system all around the store that we have currently. There's Naked from the Waist Down Spider-Man. Who doesn't love him? God damn it, where is it? <clears throat> It's Jerry the fuck rat. <laughs> there it is. All right, I found it. So this is uh this is if it was a Mark Marin. Yes. What the fuck podcast. Where he says, Thanks for listening to the podcast, folks. Our sponsor today is Tom's Mattresses. Tom will deliver an ultra comfortable memory foam mattress right to your door. Then five minutes later, another mattress will be delivered. <laughs> then another. Mattresses will keep arriving every five minutes, twenty four hours a day. You'll beg Tom to stop sending you mattresses, but he will never stop. <laughs> Doesn't matter if you skip town and change your name. Tom will find you. Tom is unlimited resources and all the time in the world. Even death is no escape. Tom will keep filling piling mattresses on your grave forever. Your mattress hell will never end. That's the Tom mattress promise. Uh, and every time I hear a Lisa mattress or anything like that, I always think back to that comic. Yes, I agree. So at one giant hand, please follow them on Instagram yeah. or Twitter. It is very, very funny. Genius. It's a isn't sporadic he, release. Isn't but... he pixelated boat on uh yes. on, on Twitter? Yes, he's pixelated boat on Twitter. He's one giant hand on yeah. uh, Instagram. I still remember that from the dark days when I used to use a thing called Twitter. Yeah. Uh I'm still I... on it. <laughs> Dude, I have abandoned accounts that have been hacked and, like, repurposed, <laughs> and I'm going to, like, somebody's going to be coming at me, and they're going to go, ah, I saw that tweet that you sent about Ugg boots. How dare you? I'm like, dude. Uh, Ray-Ban's 50% off? Uh, I clicked that link. It was all <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> I wanted cheap sunglasses, you bastard. Yes. We all wanted cheap sunglasses. You're not special. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought I was special. Nope, you're not. Shit. Uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know nothing. Oh. I'm sorry. I wish I did. And that was the end of all podcasts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, it really is. I it's I've been listening to 
only conversational podcast. So it's funny that we're doing this thing, that this thing turned into just a free free association it's talk just about a conversation. Hey, you know, <laughs> just you and me. Just you know, I'm just gonna get right down into the nitty gritty of getting them. some sleepy time just tea, just getting a conversation, just like those little bears in the pajamas and the nightcaps. Yeah, talking about tea, talking about things at NPR, talking about celestial seasonings. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good stuff. Like Montreal steak seasoning tea, <laughs> <laughs> it's real good. <laughs> I bet it would be. I would totally drink that. God, I fucking hate tea. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to put it out there. Let me tell you why tea can go to hell, okay? Because <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I I just don't I don't get it. I've never understood tea. You know, <laughs> Chad, drink that fifty-year-old Mountain Dew. Oh God, it's why? lukewarm. Drink it, Chad. This is why you need to bring water to the podcast, or else I'll make you drink the Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, Chad, so, you know, since you're going to be up until, like, 4 a.m., you want to work on the website? <laughs> yeah, what do you... I don't have anything in particular. Okay. I just I just know that I've ruined your sleep for at least four extra hours tonight. Yeah, so I, like, I think I'm just going to draw some random pictures of dicks having fun on skateboards, and I'm just nice. going to post those all over the website. <laughs> little, put little secret links. If you find them all, you win nothing except you know, <laughs> except you can you got to see all the dick skateboards. <laughs> except then you can get to a picture of a dick Voltron that uh, <laughs> that is made from combining all of the skateboarding dicks. Mm-hmm. And awesome. He's also riding a giant skateboard. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck yeah, Chad. Yes. Owning a comic shop is stupid. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, let's stop then. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm so glad you stopped me. <laughs> Burn it the fuck down. That's what I say. You know, that's what I say too. Um, yes, I I talked to Danhausen uh, this week. You did? I did. Okay. What was, uh, he, what was he doing? I was talking to him. He was sitting in a pile of money. It was, dude. Legitimately, though, like, where does he put all the fucking money he has? I don't know. This guy, he's, he is, I, I know we keep talking about how sensational Dan Housen is, but he really is like a one-man media machine. He is. Um, he shut me down, though, because I was like, I was like, you listen. You him out for dinner? I was like, listen, you know what? I know you got a thing with your wife and all this stuff, but you know what? I think I there's a connection here. And uh, <laughs> He said, "That's this isn't what this is. He said, "That's no, that was just a one-time thing. Yeah. And Oh, my God. It's like the ending of American Beauty, isn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, I was that fucking plastic bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I got blown. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Hey. Uh, no, <laughs> I know how to button up an, an episode. Uh, no, I, I because he's doing uh, he's doing the he's got a cover for Commanders in Crisis. Yeah. That. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I was like, shit. You know what, dude? Th- like, you should do a comic. We should like if you're interested. I would love to write a comic for you. Yeah. Like I think it would be really fun, especially if it was some sort of like lighthearted Scooby Doo thing where you don't even need to be like making up an origin story or anything. You can just let all that shit go mm-hmm. and just do something dumb and fun. Yeah. Um and and he was like, Yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it, blah blah blah. And I was like, Well, I know a I know a company that it would be really good to go through and we could do it there, blah blah blah. And uh and he was like, Yeah, and I think I think the 
when he cut me off on this, I think the answer is that uh, Orlando's probably going to be doing it. And I think they probably want to do it through fucking image. And I'm like, wow. The answer is, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm glad someone's already doing it, Gallagher. Well, it's... <laughs> It started this. The conversation started off with, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm. I've got this this like one off variant cover for for this very yeah. You know what, Steve Orlando? I hope you're not listening. Terrible comic. <laughs> Terrible. Oh no. God, it's awful. Um. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I like some of Steve Orlando stuff. I like the new man thing thing he's writing right now. Yeah, that's really good. Curse of the man things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. It's fun. So people like it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So so in the matter of a month, Dan Housen has been interviewed by Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna be on the comic cover. He's getting re- retweets from The Rock. He's getting like messages from The Rock where The Rock like references his gimmick. Yes, he thought he was very funny. The Rock thought he was hilarious. Um. He's in. He's now on a comic cover for something he has nothing to do with. Absolutely nothing to do with, <laughs> other than the fact that Steve Orlando is like uh, creepily obsessed with him. Yeah, and then like they just like made a coffee of him all of a sudden. Too. Yes, he's got a coffee. There's just a Dan House and coffee, and I think it's hilarious too that he's actually signed to like one of the f- four or five major wrestling promotions mm-hmm. in the United States, and this has nothing to do with them. Yeah. This has nothing to do with him. This is all him. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious that, like, this wrestling company signed him, being like, we're going to have Dan House, and it's just like, it, like, I don't know, like, they just don't know what to fucking do with him. Well, I think, I mean... Which I think, I just find very hilarious that this company has, like, this cash machine that they signed, and they don't I, even know what to do with it. I have a feeling... Yeah. ...that Dan Housen knew what a cash machine he was. Yeah. And he said... You know this little this little part of the contract that says merchandising? We're just gonna cross that out. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, that's gonna all be me. Yeah, because I think he's smart enough to know that that's a that's probably a dumb idea to let that shit go. Yeah, I you know because I could see him being like an Elvira type character forever. It's funny that you mention that. That's literally what I was. That was what I was pitching him on. Yeah, was that he's Elvira? Was that like I was like, oh, you're basically Elvira. And he you said, don't. Oh, my boobs don't look that good. How dare you, they, Housen? Uh, they they kind of do, Housen. <laughs> no, I, mean, I mean, he's he's jacked to the gills. He looks amazing. His tits are great. Um, <laughs> great tits on that Dan Housen. <laughs> great tit Housen. Huh. That's the next T-shirt. There it is. <laughs> Print them up. Um. Yeah. Sold out. What the fuck? <laughs> Already. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, he's got a fucking shirt at Hot Topic. What the hell, man? I don't know. He just does it. He does. I feel like he just does it, and then he just puts it out in the world, and everyone just latches onto it. It's true. I mean, yeah, it's it's the it's just the craziest shit I've ever seen. And you don't even have to like wrestling to like him. I think that's the beauty of him. It's true, and and I think that's why that's why the Elvira thing works mm-hmm. because what does Elvira do? You know, she doesn't need to do anything. She made an amazing movie. You know, she is amazing in a lot of ways, but. She didn't need to do all those amazing things. Her, like, just her one little shtick mm-hmm. where she does the voice, the bad jokes, sits on a couch, says, here you go, here's the next movie. Here's a movie. Here's, here's, a, sh- here's a shitty joke about the movie. <laughs> here's a there shitty, you go. He's an even shittier movie. Here's a, <laughs> here's a shitty joke about my boobs. Let's go. Good night. <laughs> let's go. Elvira's classic catchphrase. <laughs> all right, let's go. Let's go. 
Wrap right. it up. Wrap it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. Well, some of us can't do that for a living, Chad. Of, it's true. You're always, you always point to me when something like that happens. Like, <laughs> Chad. I guess I can't be dead housing for a living, Chad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what ha- what happened, Chad? I, I'm the one who stopped you. Why have you stopped me from becoming Elvira? Listen, we did another thing with this store where we brought someone in before they got famous. <laughs> yeah. And two people came to to visit them. Uh, no, we had like ten people come yeah, to we see did. Dan Housen. We did. You know, which wasn't bad for given like we had like four days notice before yep. we was to do that. But like We just sat around eating starbursts. <laughs> Oh yeah, you two ran around like a couple of kids. Yeah, it was just fun. looking at like all the horror collectibles that you had. And he was, it was I honestly that was the biggest kick for me. He was so <laughs> because he was stoked about chainsaw stuff, and so we just talked yeah. about Texas Chainsaw Two because he realizes he knows that Chainsaw Two is the best chainsaw movie because <laughs> it's which the silliest is one. Important to understand <laughs> that Texas Chainsaw One is not a great movie. Well, it's a great movie, but it's not fun to watch at all. And Chainsaw 2 is fun. It's uncomfortable. It is. It's uncomfortable. It's horrible. Yeah. The first time I saw it was when we had Genius. That was the first time. Oh, yeah. You you saw it with Gunnar Hansen. I did. Oh, that's crazy. If I was going to see it for the first time, I might as well see it in that setting. Yeah. Absolutely. And I remember being like, what the fuck? (laughs) That was my reaction after the movie. In defense of that movie, I think that movie has the greatest ending shot of a movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. That girl laughing in the back of the truck covered in blood. Absolutely. Is one of my favorite things, and combined with the with the the advertising campaign as well, yeah. where they're saying, "Who will be left? Who who will be left, and what will be left of them, or whatever the 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 tagline is." Yeah, it's like, it's one of the first of those movies to admit that surviving a horror movie is bad, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, you're a broken person afterwards, and you're a broken person. So this is funny because I'm currently reading, like I. I had always thought that. That had always been one of those things that I'm like, there's no happy ending for any of these, for any of the Friday the 13th final girls. There's no happy ending for anyone who lives through these movies. Right. Um, And then I'm currently reading Grady Hendrick's new book Mm -hmm. that is, it's, he sent us an art copy so that we could, Michelle and I could read it before it comes out. And it is so good. It's called Final Girl Support Group, and it is genius. Mm-hmm. And the entire, like, really inspirational premise for this fucking book is that it's always better to be alive. And that's it. Okay. It's like, it's all these girls who have lived through this stuff, and they have all these, like, crazy things that they do. They've got cages that they shut when they go home. You know, they, they're doing all this shit to, like like all these things that they have to do to feel comfortable to even sleep. Yeah. And yet the desire to live is so important that it in itself is something that's worth living for. Hmm. And it's crazy. And I really like, I really enjoy it. And it almost changes the perspective on how horror movies work for me. That's interesting. Didn't they, um, didn't they kind of touch upon that in one of the child's plays recently? Uh, they, Yes. Oh, the, so, I mean... The Cult of Chucky, is that what it was? Whatever the the most recent one was, where he had grown up and he had... Ch- Chucky was in a cabinet in his house, and he'd take him out and torture him. Yeah, not, the be- not the not the one that came out in theaters. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one before yep. that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The one that has the it has the original kid that played Chucky. Yes. And he like it basically starts with him like him like getting out the Chucky doll whose face is all burned and mangled and like mm-hmm. like destroyed and it's like talking to him and he's like it's time to get back to work and so he just tortures him yeah. for like hours and then puts him back in the cabinet. Yeah. And uh and that's kind of that's his version of that. And then the most recent Halloween was a very similar thing mm-hmm. where Jamie Lee Curtis's character, uh, they're ignoring the, the, all the sequels and they're just saying that basically Michael Myers went away yep. and that she now lives in fear and has done nothing but Sarah Connor herself mm-hmm. since the events of the first movie. And she's just like, this is all, these are all my traps. The whole house is set to explode. You know, there's booby traps everywhere. There's cages. There's all this shit. Yeah. You know, and I live in fear and I'm completely mental and I made my daughter's life a living hell because, you know, I couldn't be a normal person. Yeah. And all of that. And so like, now that we're getting into postmodern slashers, that's the kind of, that's the kind of feel that we're getting. Right. Is is all of these like what happens to the final girl? You know, there there is there's got to be a story after the story, right? And and that's it because even then, basically, the conceit of of the last Halloween movie was that she ruined her life and that she would have been better off dead, mm-hmm. and that kind of is how it felt. Okay, is that Jamie Lee Curtis probably would have been better off dead and was maybe just staying alive to keep her daughter safe okay and that might have been the only reason she was or still alive to hopefully justify her existence also that okay. hopefully michael... obviously michael myers does break out right and that does justify her existence right and it also defends her daughter who he would would have come after because you why, know why would he well because their family and allegedly that's the story okay and that's that was one of the bummers of that story too mm-hmm. was that they never went down that road i wish that I wish that he had spoken in that movie one time mm-hmm. just so that he could say, I'm your sister, Michael, or whatever. And then he goes, who? <laughs> and it's like, oh, shit, he didn't care about her at all. Or she just happened to be there. Avoid the noid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He said, avoid the noid, and then he died. We never knew what it meant. <laughs> he just hated cold pizza. <sighs> That's why he killed all of the He's so mad because his people. pizza showed up ruined. And he blamed it on the Noid. But he didn't know who the Noid was because <laughs> the Noid wore a mask, so he decided he had to kill everybody to ensure that he killed the Noid. That's true. He dressed up in a mask so that he could attract the Noid. So he would understand the Noid. Uh, be the Noid, he said. <laughs> now, if I remember correctly, that Chucky movie, the one I was talking about, the cold dove mm-hmm. Chucky, Yep. Um, that also has the great line where they tell one of the people who work at the insane asylum that they have to go search all the rooms. Yes. And then she goes, no, I don't. I quit. And then she just leaves and like walks out. That is that the one is absolutely the one. And that was fucking genius. Yeah. (laughs) That was one of the smartest meta lines I've seen in a horror movie in forever. I loved that. She was like, no, it's going to kill me. So I'm leaving. Bye. (laughs) This isn't worth eight bucks an hour. Fuck you. And she walks out and you never see her again. (laughs) Genius. That's so good. That is goddamn genius. That's what everybody should be doing. Because that is what everyone should be doing in those movies. No. (laughs) Get out of here. You should call the fucking cops. That's what you should be doing. (laughs) 
Yeah, you should be running away, running away and calling the cops as you're going. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a murderous doll in there. <laughs> there's actually several murderous dolls. Okay, it's worse than yeah. I thought. <laughs> Send all the cops. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Cult of Chucky was great. Yeah. So was Bride of Chucky. You know, Child's Play movies, pretty flawless. I've only seen, like, one of them. I'll be honest. Because you know, you usually made me watch any horror movies yes. that I've seen. And I only remember watching one before that. And I the only th- part I remember from it was the kid arguing about what they were doing with Chucky was insane. And he steps out into the road and he got hit by a Mack truck and he exploded. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember he just turned like into straight fucking mist. And I was just like... Wow. I don't remember which movie that is, but that's amazing. Yeah, and I was just like, oh, I guess that is what would happen. <laughs> you know, <I'm> just like... <laughs> and that's my big takeaway from that Child's Play movie. It's like, I don't remember shit about the movie Yeah, with Chucky or whatever, but... The one, yeah, the first one is great. The first one is like a real movie. It's like a, like a legitimate, like, to the theater. Like, it felt like a legit movie. I mean, mm-hmm. all the first three all went to theaters. I think the remainder of them probably did in some respect. But they were, like, the first one was, like, a real movie. Chris Sarandon was in it. Like, it had, like, real actors and, like, yeah. it, it, real budget and everything. And then the second one also had a real budget but went crazy and was, like, over the top gory and full of nonsense and it ended in a toy factory. Cool. And they were like like this brightly like red and blue colored machines like it was some sort of Willy Wonka contraption mm-hmm. and they were like getting dragged through conveyor belts and there was a machine that stamped eyes into dolls that like <laughs> you know. Yeah. Eventually of course someone gets put into um you know that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Of course it does. Right. And yeah, and the third one, I don't even remember. It had Chucky in it. I do remember that. Was it like Halloween 3, where it was just something completely oh, different? God, that would have been so good. <laughs> it's, it's the same fucking masks again. It's just <laughs> Child's Play 3. Uh, everyone yeah. goes, God damn it! <laughs> no, somebody's been chipping pieces off the Stonehenge monuments again, and putting them in masks, and it's now... It's just a delightful prank to play on children, you see. <laughs> I turn their heads into bugs, and it's funny. I love that guy. I, I love I love when he explains in Halloween 3, when he's like, let me just... Well, it's uh, isn't it obvious? I stole this piece of Stonehenge, chipped little pieces off, put them in masks, and then children's heads turned into bugs. It's a lark that we have, because I'm a witch. I'm sorry, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't... This is... Insanely elaborate <laughs> and stupid. Can I just say that real quick? Also, robots? Okay. <laughs> and how did... Wait, so you're saying that you're an ancient druid. You're saying that there were ancient druid rites for chipping pieces off Stonehenge, putting them into masks, and murdering children? But only activated when they hear a certain song, which you've turned into a commercial that they have to... Wait, hold up. <laughs> this plan sounds dumb. I hate to this, break it to you. This sounds really way too elaborate <laughs> for druids. I'm just saying... Druids did not have this kind of technology. Um, also, Halloween 3, my favorite Halloween movie. I know movie. it is. I know. <laughs> I love that fucking movie. I can't <laughs> help it. It's the it's the most colorful and fun of all of them. It's just a delight. And also, children's heads turn into bugs, which is what children's heads should do. <laughs> what? If, is that not Halloween if a child's I mean... <laughs> head doesn't turn into centipedes? I don't know. Ugh. And sometimes some snakes and spiders and whatever else they had kicking around. God, that movie. 
I remember you made me watch that, and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like that. I, I swear if you ever did a horror podcast where you just made me sit there and watch horror movies, and I'd just be like, Tristan, why? <laughs> why, Tristan, why? Why do they do this? Oh. Who is that guy? Why is he doing that? <laughs> oh. Because oh, he's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of the things I remember for that movie is just the family that they convinced to come in and test it. And it's just like this like leisure yes. shit guy and like some... cuz he was their best salesman. Yeah, so they turned his kid's head into bugs. Yeah, cuz okay. that cuz he was the best salesman, so he did him a favor. <laughs> and now instead of one kid, he's got a bunch of bugs. Look at that. <laughs> now he's got a headless kid and a bunch of bugs. You know, <laughs> when you put it that off. way, it's <laughs> better off. You make you making it sound like he's ungrateful. Yeah. You'd think. You'd think that he'd appreciate that kind of shit. Anyway, you know what, Chad? Speaking of an inability to put buttons on things, let's, we're at the hour and a half mark here on this podcast. A, let's put a bow on it. Okay, well then, what would be the most wonderful way to put a bow on this? You know, I think it's a song. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the key of E, boys. <laughs> Watch the tempo and try and keep up. Mm, yep. Well, <laughs> you know, if you've made it this far, then bless you're your heart. bless your heart. You're probably already following us on uh, on the Instagram. But if you're not, we are at Coast City Comics Club. Club. Actually, I want to give a special shout out. No oh, God. To um, I'm, I want to make sure I say it right. Uh oh. To uh, Magna Prime. Okay. Magna Prime, who's uh commented on our photo that i posted today of our text conversation about pod um he said this randomness is why i keep listening so every time well, you're like good. we need a theme it's like no, no damn it magna no, prime I, doesn't no, I, think we need one no i agree yeah honestly i started listening to uh the paul f Tompkins uh his uh quarantine podcast yeah and which, I, which one <laughs> well it's it's just him and his wife oh, okay and it's like they started it when they were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. And so it's the, I can't even remember what it's called. Thompson F. Paul cast. Paul S. <laughs> Pod Tom. Yes. Something like that. that. Sounds right. Pod F. Tom cast, I think is what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking okay. no. Uh, but it's, you know, she's not, she's not someone who is a professional uh, storyteller or anything like he is. And so she's just kind of usually hung out to dry a little bit because mm-hmm. she's also drunk. You know, they're like, <laughs> they're drinking at the same time they're doing this. Of so, course. That sounds nice. So she's like occasionally struggles to get her point across because it's not her. She's an actress, but she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. But I listen to it and I'm like, this is fucking delightful. It's just two people talking about nothing. And yeah. for some reason, because I haven't had human interaction for a long time, yeah. I enjoy it. Okay. And so I think, I think I'm into this idea of us just talking about nothing and then saying a few politically charged things that will lose us a few people. Just a few. And uh, you know it's fun. <laughs> I don't think we. I don't. I don't think we go that far. To be honest with you, if I could, if I may, you may not. If I could, if I may, <laughs> if I could. <laughs> Listen, here's what I'm saying. Put a button on it. Put a button. Put a bow on it. on it. Button up that bow. Okay. It's time to go. It's buttoned up. All <laughs> right. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. I won't be here next week. I'm dying from the Mountain Dew I'm drinking. Oh, that's right. Well, we'll be doing Chad's Mountain Dew funeral. He's going to do a toxic meltdown. 
And uh, I look like the guy that was hit by a car in the first Robocop after he fell into the toxic waste. <laughs> so the puddle of goo that was Chad uh, <laughs> will be joining us next week. And uh, <laughs> just making horrible belching and farting noises into the mic. <laughs> Good night, everybody.